Hello, and welcome. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Usually eating your microphone. Sorry, I'm thinking of (coughs) the In Living Color with Jim Carrey, where he plays the the workout instructor female. He's like, hi, I'm Vera DeMilo. (laughs) Hi. And he's got a leotard on. (laughs) I do not know this reference, but I love Jim Carrey. Um, let's roll, huh? Let's roll it. All right. I'm going to pause for like three seconds. So you have a very obvious cut space. Hey, everybody. That was five seconds. Yeah, you're right. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast, where we're not experts, but we certainly would like to be. We're going to discuss the Wouldn't It Be Nices of self-employed woodworking, and it's the pilot episode. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Travis Granberg. I am Dylan Fawcett. As self-taught <laughs> tradesmen, we're going to dive week to week and learn from our past, our mistakes, successes. Uh, We want to share our stories with you, let the conversation lead its own path, uh, and we want to hear your stories as well. And coming soon, we're going to have some guests. We have some awesome guests, Um, a couple that are confirmed that we can tell you the names now because we have them locked in. We're going to have those conversations. They're not recorded yet, but they will be in the next coming weeks. We have Drew Hall from Fernwood Farms Woodworking. You probably recognize him from Instagram. He's got over 70,000 followers. And then we have Tyler from um, chisel.shop, and that is a new platform that is being created. It's in the soft launch phase, and it's like kind of an Etsy shop specifically focused on woodworking. So you can go on there, become a vendor, sell customized, homemade, one-of-a-kind items made out of wood, but you can also go on there and, uh, and, and buy as well. That'd be really good. Both really good conversations. So Dylan, uh, you brought this idea to me, oh, I would say probably about a month ago. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. super excited about launching this thing. Me uh, too. First episode, you know, obviously we're going to get better as we go, but uh, really, really blessed and I feel honored that you asked me to be a part of this. Tell us why. Why did this idea come to your mind and what's your goal? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. No, um, I have really kind of always wanted to have a podcast. Well, I say always, probably the last couple of years, I've really been um, thinking about it a lot. Um, I would say, so I, I became a delivery driver in 2020 um, for a, a kitchen remodeling company. So I delivered cabinets and I would drive across the state drive eight hours, 10 hour days sometimes. And I was listening to a ton of podcasts. Before that, I wasn't really listening to much. I would listen to music, but not really podcasts. And then I started listening to like Office Ladies and, you know, other other woodworking podcasts. And I got really into it. I was like, it'd be really fun to do a podcast just to simply learn about the stuff. Because I've learned when I am teaching or talking about something, 
I learn that thing. Even if I'm not an expert on it, the more you learn about it, the more you talk about it, the more you teach it, the more versed you become with it. Um, so really, I have been thinking about it for a long time. And then finally, I was just like, let's just do it. Let I just want to do it. And really, the thing that held me back was not having somebody to do it with. And then when I met you, Travis, um, you have a history in radio. And I thought, I mean, we have good conversations as it is about woodworking and mm-hmm. self-employed woodworking or um, self-employed uh, trades work, whatever. And uh, I was like, why not record it? Like, that'd be so fun. So I reached out to you. And honestly, I was pretty nervous about even proposing the idea because I'm like, what if he hates it? What if he doesn't want to do it? Um, I even said the same thing to my wife. I'm like, I don't know if it's a good idea, but I think it'd be really cool to do a podcast. And she's like, you should do it. Like, she was really supportive really excited about it. I'm like, okay, cool. I have two affirmations from you and from my wife. I'm like, that's great. Um, so then it was really just coming up with the, uh, the whole, you know, premise of what the podcast is going to be. And I'm like, well, what do we have in common? Woodworking. We both have a passion for it. And then also kind of the self-employed side of things. I'm like that's, those are two really good topics to talk about. Um, cause I think a lot of people right now in the world, are like there's so much opportunity for it Mm -hmm. one there's a big social media presence like on instagram and tiktok and facebook wherever and uh, there's tons of people that are wanting to get into woodworking but also like self-employed woodworking really like making cool things but then selling it and a lot of people are doing that and i think there is a lot to learn like there's a huge learning curve to that right so really the the reason why i wanted to do a podcast about it was just because I know I have a ton to learn in this subject, but I know a whole lot of other people do too. So like Travis said, we're not experts, but we are trying to be. And this whole podcast is focused on that goal of just learning week by week, day by day, trying to be better woodworkers, better business people, better people in general. I mean, that's that's really the heart of where I'm at right now. For sure. I come from the mentality of why keep things a secret yeah, or try to withhold knowledge, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, information is power, but it's so cool to the point of, like, you know, we're so passionate about this that, like, let's just share it with the world, you know? I mean, technically, you and I could be considered competitors, but we don't view it that way. Yeah, no. I mean, we share <laughs> tools. We share ideas. uh whatever it may be, you know, if there's something that you and I are passionate about, we, we go all in on it and growing this brand, growing this trend, I think would be so cool just to see more people diving into it. Now, absolutely myself, I don't, I don't want to get into the mainstream trends of, you know, no offense to those that, that roll these out because it's, it's an art to do it, but you know, rolling out cutting boards and, you know, stuff like that. I want to come more from a woodworking perspective as far as, like, doing some cool live-edge benches for, like, mud rooms. And mm-hmm. and I come from a construction background, so merging those two, those mm-hmm. two capacities together. So taking the idea of, like, a live-edge cutting board but applying it to furniture or, like, in, in a, what's it called, uh, general housework anyways you i was know? i was gonna call it uh oh what the when you put a 
uh, built in. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I love <laughs> like rustic, you know, and farmhouse is mm-hmm. always going to be a trend. Uh, my wife grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, gr- you know, works in the cattle industry, grew up showing cattle. So that is not a trend that's going to leave our household anyways. Yeah. So or it's the cool world that I for get that to, matter. Right. So it's cool that I get to <clears throat> build those things within my own home, but it's so cool to be able to take those outside, you know. Mm-hmm. But you've done a lot in a short amount of time. I mean, mm-hmm. you helped us out a lot this summer on the construction side. And I felt like in the blink of an eye, I turned on Instagram and you just broke, what, a, a thousand followers? Yeah. I'm at like almost at 1,300. Shameless yeah. plug yourself. <laughs> Foster Woodcraft. Go follow me. Instagram. And TikTok, but I don't really do much TikTok. It's more... If I do TikTok, it's because I'm just making an Instagram reel and I'm just like copy pasting it to TikTok. Eventually. Your content's entertaining. The, th- the thing about doing the multiple social medias, especially being somebody that's so like new to actually using social media for its like all of its things. Because um, I've had social media, for, I've Instagram for like 10 years, but I never really used it at its full capacity. Right. And now I'm trying to use it at its full capacity. Anyway, um, it's a lot. It's like a ton of work to do Instagram by itself and then add in TikTok and add in YouTube and whatever else. It's so much energy. So right now I'm just trying to basically get my feet on the ground in Instagram. And once I kind of am comfortable with that, then maybe I'll start putting more energy into the others. But For sure. Yeah. Started in July, mm-hmm. I think. I was, I, I was I felt like you went from like I don't know you, you I stopped by one night and you had made some coasters and mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I saw that you're pumping out hat racks and mm-hmm. what are you working on now? Um another hat rack actually. Another hat rack. Um I have a a big frame for a canvas that like a local artist is like he paints a ton. Mm-hmm. It's actually an old friend. Like he went to prom with my sister back in like 2001 or two, long time ago. Um, anyway, he makes these huge paintings, like four by five canvases and, or like three by three canvases. So they're huge paintings. And um, he asked, reached out and he asked if I could do like a frame because he wants to start doing art shows and selling his artwork and he wants to have frames for him. So um, he reached out to me and... Now I'm, we're starting off with one frame and then once, you know, once I get that done, we'll, we'll move on, hopefully do more. Mm -hmm. Um, what else am I working on? I feel like there's another project that just came into my view like the last week. Oh, um, I might be building a table, which I'm really excited about. I've never actually built a table before. I, I have done like, uh, TV stands Mm -hmm. and like that cubby like a bench cyst, like cubby bench um and like smaller pieces of furniture like i built that toddler tower thing like mm-hmm. the folding toddler stool it's basically that was cool a glorified uh step stool but it has like a safety bar that folds down so your kid doesn't fall off um so i, I built furniture like that but i've never built a table so i'm really excited about that that's not confirmed yet but somebody was talking to me about it I'm like yeah let's talk more let's sit down so 
hopefully that's coming up because I really want to get, my goal is to get into actually building furniture. And I think I'll probably still build the smaller stuff like coasters and like bottle openers and yeah. engraving and, and stuff like that. But um, I really want to get to furniture building because I just really like right just building big things. <laughs> I think you and I are on that same path. Yeah. My <laughs> wife asked me to make a, I guess you could call it like a console table mm-hmm. or just, you know, kind of like a little table with a skinny table with a shelf. I would imagine to put behind our sectional mm, yeah. and I'm really intrigued on just trying to hit a home run mm-hmm. on the first one that I do. And I really would love to just now I'm not like a super joinery experienced. Me person, neither. You know, and mm. I think it'd be really cool on that table just to knock it out of the park on the first one and try to work on like some castle joinery. Yeah, dude, I love castle joinery. It's I've never done it either. That's kind of what my vision is for it's the amazing. table. It's so cool. It looks so cool. Yeah, for sure. Just it's it's intricate. Obviously, it would take a lot of like scrap two by four practice, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a pile of three foot cutoffs that I can't get rid of quick enough. So when you're building, when you're building something, do you always do like a practice run first? Uh, it depends. Like, I mean, you saw my kitchen Island top, Mm -hmm. you know, I, it went great for 80% of it. Mm -hmm. That was the first one I had ever kind of put together. And I definitely underestimated the complication of it. Mm. I thought it was going to be a simple glue up of Mm -hmm. some boards and put them on top of a cabinet. But I really didn't consider like humidity for one thing. Not so like this wood had been air dried for years. Mm -hmm. Um, I made it out of a variety of red and white oak that actually came from my wife's great uncle. Yeah. That's and cool though. Family it had been air dried forever. Family in the wood in the family. Exactly. Family in the wood. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so if it was bowed, I mean, that's how it was gonna be. Yeah. You know, so there were there were some pieces that were certainly a little on level and you know, mm-hmm. I took a hand planer to it and tried to knock those edges down and stuff like that, but I didn't consider like the heat and humidity coming off of like the dishwasher. Oh yeah, because it's right in that same island. Unit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's perfectly great mm-hmm. up until like the last three pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I saw and that. It's it's failing and the glue joint, right? The glue joint. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And obviously, yeah. you know, we're not perfect. We're learning. Right. But here's the thing: you're also looking for the rustic look. Like right. that's kind of the theme of your house. Like you said, the farmhouse. So right, you know, it drives me nuts, though. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you're the one who built it. Right. Anybody else is like, oh, this is so cool. And at first, they I don't was even like, see it. At first, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna try to cover the crack with a can of plastic wood and stain it. That'll look good. Nope, looks terrible. <laughs> so I think at this point. Learn from your mistakes. Exactly. I think at this point, it's time to just... And I put it together in two sections. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to just take off that back section. Mm -hmm. And it's just run a track saw, 
down each joint, start over, re-glue them together. I mean, I'm going to lose, what, three-eighths of an inch? Yeah, not in yeah. doing that. Just re-glue it and maybe pay pay more attention to balance when I set it this time. You know, could even use um biscuits or something. Yeah, or dowels. Thought even. about trying to dowel. Just, it. just to. I mean, I feel like those are more so just to line up your boards when you're gluing things together. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it adds a little strength I for think. sure. But the glue joint is supposed to be stronger than the wood itself. So, if you, I guess if you get it lined up right, not on this one, it's not. You could use. Have you seen those? Um, uh, what's it? I don't know what they're called, but they're like blocks. They're like bridges almost. They're mm-hmm. like small bridges. And when you're clamping a big, big clamp, a big glue up, mm-hmm. you put it on each joint on the end with some clamps, and it's supposed. Mm-hmm. You know, get what I'm saying? Like it. Yeah. It, keep them level. It keeps everything level and yep. flush, and you can. Make them out of wood. Some people print them like 3D printers, or you can just buy them on Amazon. Yeah, but they're they're cool. I haven't gotten any yet, but I I do have a friend that like prints them and sending me some. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I love that project though because <clears throat> I had an excuse to go out and buy some Bessie 50 inch clamps. Oh, dude, I love just taking on new projects because you always need a new tool every yep. single project, and it's like you know every single time you get a project, you know oh, I'm gonna get a new tool. It's just the best feeling. She'll probably hear this, but I'm going to say it anyways. One of the things that I loved about starting up in construction, like when I started, I had the knowledge, but I did not have the tools because I Mm -hmm. was broke with a capital B. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't afford anything. So I, I flipped a house a while ago, and when I got started with that, I bought... A Milwaukee circular saw, you know, impact drill driver kit, mm-hmm. reciprocating saw, a handful of things that are in, you know, most homeowners toolkits. Mm-hmm. And that's what I started with. I went out and bought a miter saw off of Facebook, which I still have. The Bosch? Yeah, that thing is amazing. Yeah. I didn't know you got that used. I got that used off of Facebook Marketplace. That's a nice saw. Great place for tools, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Great place it's, to scour. It's dangerous because you can find some really good deals. <laughs> but, I mean, if you can save yeah, honestly, five, six hundred bucks. Save a ton of money. I yeah. Mean, so, I started with those, and all of a sudden, we started landing, you know, bigger decks and mm-hmm. fence, you know, a little more complicated fences. And I had an excuse to go out and buy a new tool for every single project. Mm-hmm. And she'll hear this, but, you know, when I came home with a new tool, my wife literally couldn't say anything because I could just say, yeah, it's for work. It's for work. I kind of have that excuse now. It's great. I mean, right now, my what my woodworking looks like is it's it basically a self-sustaining hobby mm-hmm. because I'm making things that people are ordering and I'm getting money for it. And I'm literally just investing it right into tools. Yeah. And... I want to do that anyway. I'm going to buy tools all the time. And now that I don't have to pull out of our personal, like our family budget, right. it's like, it's a separate budget. So I can spend, I can buy whatever tool I want, which is awesome. And, you know, I have to, I have to sometimes be a little bit careful because it's so easy to just like spend all my money on right. tools. <laughs> like, well, okay, now I need to buy materials for this person's project. They give me a deposit and I don't even have the money to buy the materials I need for the project. Right. 
<laughs> right. Because I bought a bunch of stuff. Now, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Because I think there's two approaches to upgrading your tools. I think, or getting new tools mm-hmm. that you've never had before, really. Mm-hmm. The approach... The approach that I take is buy what you can afford mm-hmm. and then save up to upgrade later. Absolutely. It's like I'm right, right there with right you. now, you know, I'm rocking a Ryobi 12 and a half inch planer because that's what I could afford at the time. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people, and I'm not saying that this is wrong because I, did, I see the value in this, but I've gotten advice before where they say, we'll just buy it right the first time. Yeah. Because what technically. Buy once, cry once. Yeah, people because say. Yeah, technically, yeah, it is more expensive. If I were to go out and buy a Dewalt, what is it, seven thirty-five? Mm-hmm. Like planer? what I have. Yep. <laughs> but it took me a while to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the buy once, cry once rule. Um, I'm kind of there, but also not because I'm. I don't finance tools. Like right. I don't. I pay cash. Mm-hmm. So any tool I buy, I'm gonna buy with whatever money I have. So that might mean I need a table saw now, but I can't afford a, a I can't afford a big cabinet saw. So mm-hmm. I'm going to buy a, you know, a $350 job site saw right now. Right. And I think a lot of people are there too, but and I rock so, one of those, but it's also ooh. practical for what I do. Right. Yeah, well you're traveling with it. Right. Like you need it on job sites. Right. Would you ever? Well, you you just got a new saw right. because I just gave <laughs> Thank one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story there is that I uh, was supposed to get milk, and I came home with a table saw instead, and I didn't get milk. But my neighbor was giving away a table it saw. It was free, and it was free, and now I'm giving it to Travis, and it's really rusty. It has a broken switch, but it's going to work. Irreplacementparts.com and a little navel jelly will solve that. There issue. you go. Yep. I love me some navel jelly. Yeah. Right in my belly button. Stinks. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah my navel um, lint also stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we going? There was a, there was a place that we were at there just was before this, we were this tangent. Um, the tool thing. Um, buy once, cry once. Buy once, cry once. Uh, yes, there have been some tools. I'm trying to think. I do. There are very few tools in my shop that I bought brand new. Mm-hmm. Some like half of them, I feel like have been given to me. And then half of them I've just bought and used. Like my, I have a really nice Rikon uh, bandsaw, like 10 inch bandsaw that I got off of Marketplace for like 50% off. Mm-hmm. And it, the guy bought it new a year ago and he used it like four times. So it was like yeah. a brand new saw. It was awesome. I got it for like $300. They sell it for like 500 or $600. And um, the price has gone up a lot in the last couple of years. But anyway, I got a good deal. And. I was actually thinking about this the other day because um, I did, have not really spent that much money on my tools in my shop. Like I have all the big basic tools, like a nice table saw, belt sander, spindle sander, bandsaw, uh, scroll saw, what else? Drill press. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent like $1,000 on all of those tools combined, yeah. which is amazing when you think about it because mm-hmm. each each of those tools brand new some of them almost cost a thousand dollars like my table saw i have the delta what is it uh i don't remember the it's like the new delta uh contractor saw that's and a nice saw it's really nice and i got it 50 percent off at lowe's so like you 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 keep your eyes peeled for 
tool sales and Facebook marketplace and you save a ton of money. Sometimes it takes a little bit more work though. Cause I mean, you spend more money, you can buy a tool really nice and right now, but you're not saving money. Right. <laughs> That's the whole purpose is you're trying to save money. So it might take a month to find a good deal and, but you're also going to save a ton of money doing it. I hate those situations, yeah. especially come black Friday time when oh, yeah. you're saving up for something specific and you're not there yet, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden something's 200 bucks off. Yeah. And it's like, do I just suck it up and, and dip into my no touch savings to right. get I've this been there. now while it's 200 bucks off? Or do I just wait and pay full price for it mm-hmm. when it's less stressful? Yeah, that is a dilemma. I've been there. Actually, I was there like a couple weeks ago because there was a big auction. So a wood shop was like selling all of their tools and they they just let like an auctioning company sell it all. So they had it online. You can bid. And somebody didn't, somebody bid on it and won the auction, but they, it was a big joiner, like a big Delta, mm-hmm. like eight inch, I think it was eight inch. Freestanding, I assume, not a bench top. Yeah, freestanding. I mean, like it was in a real wood shop, so it was a it was a really nice joiner, and they had won it for I don't know three hundred dollars or something, which is really cheap. I mean, for a big joiner like that, that thing new is probably a couple grand, and or some I don't know, but um, the guy did not come and get it, and he didn't pay online, and he was basically a no show. And they said whoever buys this first can have it for three hundred bucks. And I was like, I don't have $300 just to like spend. I have it in my savings, obviously, but like I, mm-hmm. and I decided, no, I was really tempted. And then I go home and tell my wife about it. She's like, you should have just bought it. <laughs> like, Dang it. I should have called you. <laughs> but the question is, is if you would have just done it, would that have been a different conversation? Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I, I should have called her on the spot. I was really debating. But then the other thing was I didn't have, I don't have a truck. So like, mm-hmm. how the heck am I going to get this thing home? They need it gone today. So I should have just called you. Yeah. And we could have split it. Yeah. Dang it. Hindsight. I went into, if you're in the Cedar Rapids area, you may know this store, but I went into not just lumber today. Not just lumber. K-N-O-T, not just lumber. Mm-hmm. Punny. But also a sweet store. Dude, I could spend my whole life inside that store. And, yeah, if, it's, there's, if it's I spent cool more stuff. than, like, I walked, they're having a a special on walnut live-edge pieces, random sizes, for 20 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. And I went in, for you know, to get us some pieces, and... First of all, I could have spent a grand there. Oh, me too. Easily. Me like, too. I almost bought a piece of Purple Heart just to, just cause. Just cause. I wasn't going to make it. It's there. They sell it. it. They have a ton of exotic wood. And they have signs up everywhere. And I think this is such a cool thing of where they're going to start consigning tools. Yes, I saw that. You can bring in your old used tools and they'll, yep. they'll start like renting them out. Or, are they going to sell them? They're going to sell them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. So they sell epoxy there and big molds yeah. for epoxy, and they sell um, like uh, Rubio Monoco and Odie's mm-hmm. oil, like that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I mean, 
<clears throat> this is a newer company. Yeah, like, I mean, they've been open last, for, what, three, three months? Three or four? Yeah. Like, last September or November or something? I got to chat with the owner. I didn't catch his name, but it's a really cool place to have locally. It is very cool. And they, I'm going to keep my eye out for some of those consigned tools because come the time that it's time for a freestanding joiner, mm-hmm. you know, you walk in there and snag one for a reasonable price. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean... When it comes down to it, I mean, they're not going to take on something that's a hunk of junk, right? Yeah, because you have to have it appraised, right? And they're not they're if they're not going to take it if it's just going to sit around the shop for right <laughs> for a year. So it's more than likely going to be functional. Plus, ninety yeah. percent of the issue is issues are just in settings and blades. Yeah, sometimes even just changing out a switch too, mm-hmm. which sometimes can be fifteen bucks, and yeah. you replace it. Yep. Um. They also rent out their tools, too. Yeah. I think I told you that. Did I tell you that? Yep. I told my father. They'll rent out their milling space. Yeah, which is really cool. You can pay, like, what is it, like 20 cents a board foot or something mm-hmm. to have something planed. Mm-hmm. And you can bring in as much wood as you want. Yep. And, yeah, it's it's that's really cool. In fact, as I was loading up those live-edge slabs today, mm-hmm. there was a, a guy that pulled in with his truck, and he had at least... 30 pieces of red oak in his truck. Mm. <laughs> All eight quarter song. Okay, yeah. That's, yeah. And or, he's having, no, he's sorry, got, not eight quarter, uh, four quarter. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's no. a lot of freaking wood. It was four quarter. <laughs> that's half of what you just said. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I was like, can you return wood that you've, purchased and don't you and then it clicked i was like oh he's, he's probably the, gonna go rent out the milling space yeah it's that's genius that's really cool because even if you can't afford buying a planer mm-hmm. you can go to him and i mean in the long run it's probably just worth it to buy your own planer but if you right. don't have the money or don't like right now i can't afford it but right now i can afford his services right that's an awesome service right like it's something i consider doing but i just got a new planer like Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. my father-in-law s- split the cost, which is also a great way to save money. 100%. Like you just you need a really good tool, you know you're going to use it a lot, but you're like I don't want to buy this by myself because that's a lot. Can't really justify it, but then you fifty percent off basically, and you both just buy one tool. It's- are are you a brand loyal guy? Um, I like DeWalt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like hand tool, like electric hand tools, like drills and like yeah. my circular saw and stuff, I really like. DeWalt, but you know, there's nothing wrong with Milwaukee. I just got DeWalt tools and now I have all the battery packs for those. So it's kind of right. Why do I invest in Milwaukee tools when I already have all the batteries? Once you're in a platform. Exactly. And I got a gift card from my wedding, like in 2018 and to Home Depot. And I went and bought a DeWalt drill because when I was in high school in construction class, we had DeWalt drills. Yeah. So I was familiar with it and I liked it. I was like, this is a good drill. I'm going to buy this drill. And, you know, now I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So the other day, you know, when you're but, in a rush and you just forget a thousand things. That's pretty much every single minute of my life. Yeah. Yes. So the other day, I've been helping my uncle with um, making jam extensions for his windows. Mm-hmm. We put in some new windows for him mm-hmm. and then trimming them. And the other day, I got done with a drywalling project that I've been working on. Mm-hmm. 
And I got done a little early that day. It was like two o'clock, but I wanted to maximize my time at his place mm-hmm. making those jam extensions. And I just, I came home, busted through the door, grabbed what I could think of and took off. And I got in town and I realized I forgot my brad nailer and my air compressor and oh. my hose. And I had a crossroads at that point because <laughs> it's 25 minutes to his place. Mm-hmm. So I thought, is it worth 50 minutes round trip to go back and grab it mm-hmm. or just go to Lowe's, which is literally three blocks from his house. <laughs> so I chose to go to Lowe's. Nice. And yep. I've been talking about going airless anyways. Mm. Oh, yeah. The, you, the Craftsman. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me a picture of that. Now, that is the debate that I had while I was in the store. Mm-hmm. Like, do I, I mean, the DeWalt Brad nailers are not cheap. Mm-hmm. I think they're... Maybe two sixty nine for the bare tool. Hmm. Not the battery either. You don't get the battery. No battery. Oh yeah. No this battery. Is a little. So I think Ryobi has a Brad uh, airless now too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I just saw. Yep. That. So I looked around <clears throat> and then kind of poked around the website while I was in the store, and I'm really glad that I looked on the website mm-hmm. because on the shelf the tag price. For a craftsman, now keep in mind, I was at this point, like I would have bought, bought the DeWalt. Mm-hmm. Like it would have been fine, whatever. But I just didn't, like I just had that gut feeling in my stomach of like, I just don't want to spend money right now. Like I kind of want to be a cheapskate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm glad also, I looked at yeah. the website because the shelf price for the Craftsman Nailer Bear Tool was. I think it was one forty nine. Oh, nice! They're having a sale on it. Well, I looked on the website, and the website had it at ninety nine. Oh, so it was weird, huh? And I couldn't find any. Well, they're all six that were in stock were on like the very top top shelf, of course. So they grabbed one down from me, and I'm like, okay, well, I need to get a battery pack, and I was like, I don't know, eighty nine bucks, ninety nine bucks, something like that. So I mean, I was able to save. 70 bucks mm-hmm. you know yeah pre-tax but when i went up to the register it rang up at the shelf price of that 149 oh. so i just you know quick flash the phone yeah and, and they matched i'm it like on the hey website. you know yeah. your website says 99 and yeah so i walked out of there you know yeah Lowe's is good 200 about that. bucks they're they're good about that mm-hmm. and it's actually a sweet nail and they they have good sales like i got that delta for literally 50 percent off i mean I, it's it's a 680 dollar yeah. saw yep. retail and i got it for 340 yep and you remember you remember that night yeah i remember I, the night you called me you i, I called you. i was freaking out because I, I, I went from having like a really crappy craftsman like 1970 something Which i was convinced i blew the motor well you you were there when the motor blew Partially, it was weird because it it stopped working, but it was it was like wasn't it the power strip the power or something? the power strip broke like that I was using it like but shortly it. after but it then its demise <laughs> but okay so this is really funny because I was literally building a cart for that saw after that happened I was like okay the saw is good the power strip broke it, we're good I was building a cart for the saw because I wanted to get it off the base so that I could move it easier. And I built it. I put the saw on the cart that I literally used to build the cart. 
Like I ripped some two by fours down with it mm-hmm. to build it. And uh, as soon as I turned it on, th- it stopped spinning. Like the bearings mm-hmm. blew like then. I was like, what? So now I have this nice cart that I have my uh, bandsaw on. Yeah. But, you know. It, it worked out. It worked out because then I got the really nice bandsaw. Or could, the, the I, really nice saw. Yeah, you Delta. were you were on a level. Because I don't think you had gone in to buy it yet. I think you were just excited to see the deal. Yeah. And then... I, well, because I didn't, I only had like three hundred bucks saved up. Yeah, and I was, I tr- had to convince my wife, like, hey, can can I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's only you, forty dollars. Yeah, more. you were so back and forth on it, and then you called me back like an hour later, and you were like, I got it, I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was, I was on an adrenaline high. I was like, so pumped. Like on my way to the store, I'm just like freaking out, like, don't be gone, right. don't be gone, don't be gone, right? Because they go fast. Yeah. Just okay. like the the great glue sale of 2021. Yes, the the one penny bottles. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that all over Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's freaking out about buying like pallets worth of glue. Yep, and they're not even going to get through three bottles before the rest expires. <laughs> yes, that is the funny thing is that most people buying that probably is, that's the case. Yep, is yeah they're like people like I don't use that much glue. Like I've I've used like a 16 ounce bottle in a year. And yeah. Really, you don't use that much glue when, like, I only do like smaller projects. Like, mm-hmm. if I do tables more, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll probably need more glue. But, um, anyway, let's let's talk more about specific podcast stuff. Yeah, because we we've been on a really long tangent, and it's great. And that's this great. is this is what kind of what we want. Our vision for this podcast is to be organic conversation, with the goal of just learning and and growing, um, as as individuals, woodworkers, business owners. And uh, wherever the conversation leads us is where we're going to go. And I think that's kind of naturally. Up. Yeah, buckle up. That's naturally where I go because I have ADHD. So I'm like, I'm all over the place anyway. And I, I will start a sentence like just like Michael Scott. And I just hope. Just let it take you. I'll just let it take me. And I just hope it it, it ends in something that makes sense. And uh, I see here's the thing. I don't even remember where I started. A minute ago, I really podcast don't. specifics. There we go, podcast specifics. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Um, so yeah, the goal the goal of this podcast is just you know we're not experts, we're trying to be experts. Um, and we're gonna have guests. The goal for this year, we're gonna launch in February, so that gives us 11 months in the year of 2023, and um, we are going to take one week off each month. So there's gonna be if you do the math, that's 11 months. Uh, three episodes a month, 33 episodes a year. Half of those episodes are going to be with guests. Half of those are just going to be Travis and I. And uh, we we want to do things that um, are very uh, conversational with you guys as well. So like we want to have features of your stories and um, have questions from you guys. But also know that we're not here just to answer questions as experts because like we're literally – I'm on the same level or below a lot of people that are going to even be listening to Mm -hmm. this. So I have a lot to learn, but the whole purpose is literally we're students. We're here to, this is a learning platform for us. And I I think for me, uh, having real conversations with real world, real world people about real world experiences is where I learn best. Mm. So that's really kind of another answer to why I wanted to do this. Um, because I really enjoy hearing other people's, people's stories. So we want to include you guys, the listener, as much in this too. Even if you're not like a featured guest, it'd be awesome to have 
your stories and um, maybe have you answer questions too that we have, perhaps. For sure. We have lots of ideas, but we also want more ideas. So we'll be brainstorming a ton about um, things we want to do with the podcast. I'm going to piggyback off of that. Yeah, please too. do. I mean, please do. I come from a construction background. Mm-hmm. And I can think of a few projects where there's kind of a local legend contractor that we know and he kind of comes around and you know, yeah, we're in the field but we're not experts and it's so nice to have those resources. To yeah, for sure. answer our questions, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we, we ended up doing a big concrete job because of this guy, you know, in mm-hmm. in his direction. And could we have done it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have figured it out. You know, we poured a little concrete before, but mm-hmm. you know, it's nice to have those resources. Not so, me. No, that's you. That's all you. Yep. I kind of have a background in construction, but not not concrete. Yeah, I'm not gonna go concrete. I can tell you that. Good. Good for you. Sounds like it just would not be fun. For sure. To me. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> but with that being said, I mean, I'm a storyteller and I love hearing stories. Yeah, me too. And yeah. I love asking questions. Mm-hmm. And I love learning on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Yeah. Fire away. Um, I, I may not have good answers. That's okay. I'm this, gonna, is, this is the purpose of I'm this. I'm going to reload here real quick. Yeah, go get some more bush latte apple. Uh, I'll take, yeah, I'll have another. Also, one thing we want to do during our uh, our podcast is have a couple minutes each week where we talk about some uh, some beer because we. I'm a big craft beer connoisseur. I even do a little bit of home brewing. So I love, um, there's that pop. Nice. Um I just love talking about beer. So we want to feature a couple beers each week, uh, local stuff, non-local stuff. If you guys have beers that you recommend, that'd be cool too. I love trying new stuff. I like Bush Light. Yeah, you, you do like Bush Light. Anyway, back to woodworking. <laughs> um, I never even asked you any questions. Travis, I want to hear just a little bit about like your, a brief background of woodworking for you, but then also kind of where you're at now with your woodworking. Yeah. Where you plan to go. Mine is a lot more abbreviated than yours. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I come from a construction background. Um, I was very blessed to have a family friend who owned a construction business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked for him for a year while I was in college. Um, I was not a driven individual at that time. You Mm -hmm. know, I was typical. I don't want to say typical because I don't want to categorize or stereotype but i i kind of had a stereotypical millennial mentality at that point wasn't very driven but i was able to grab a few of those skills and that translated then to when i purchased a house Mm -hmm. that was gross (laughs) i mean that house was was not great uh-huh. Um, it was $30,000. Dang, you it got was, a heck of a deal on yeah, it. It was, it was worth that. <laughs> <laughs> so I ripped that house apart each, you know, one piece of lath at a time. <laughs> and that kind of, you know, doing, doing work at home is one thing. But once I finished that and sold that house, 
um, you know, kind of got away from the craft a little bit. And then my wife and I redid our basement in our old house. Mm -hmm. And I kind of rekindled that fire a little bit. And then, you know, summer of 2020, the dreaded derecho comes through and nearly levels. Explain the derecho for people who don't live in Syria. Yeah, if you're... (laughs) If you're somehow listening from somewhere outside of the Cedar Valley, um, <laughs> it was equated to a Category 2 inland hurricane. Yeah. A hundred it was 110 sustained winds, and I think the peak gust was more. 140. Yeah, I heard even higher. Yeah. Like in the 160s. They're still researching it. They're still researching it. And we, so I think the city of Cedar Rapids lost half of its tree coverage. Just more. It was almost 70%. Just gone. And there was huge, massive trees uprooted. Mm -hmm. It was nuts. Crashed into houses. I mean, there was plenty of people that became homeless afterwards because because of their literally top floors, roofs ripping off of houses. Yep. And, you know, we our houses are not built for for hurricane winds. Right. You know, tornadoes, sure, but... Yeah. Those winds are going to last for, what, five minutes? Yeah. And these were sustained for two hours. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was not, and out of nowhere. It was a beautiful, out of nowhere. beautiful, beautiful day, 20% sunny. chance of rain. Yeah. Beautiful, sunny August day, August 10th. August 10th. I remember it very clearly because yep. it was just insane. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, so after, yeah. after that show. storm, <clears throat> uh, started doing construction projects, mm-hmm. side hustling a little bit. Ironically, none of them were derecho related. <laughs> That's funny. I was just going to ask you if those were derecho related. Like we started doing it because of that. Yeah. But none of them were derecho related. Oh, that's funny. And then the side hustles started picking up mm-hmm. and um, my friend, good friend and I that I was working with at the time, uh, he called me one day and he's like, I really need you to quit. Like we have so much work lined up mm-hmm. and I, I apologize to any of my superiors at the time, if you're hearing this, but I, after that phone call, I wrote my letter of resignation and walked in, <laughs> walked into my boss's office, <laughs> which they were great. You know? Yeah. You're, you're not working for the right person if they're not happy for you. That's true. Advancing your career, but that's very true. So we started doing that and we ended up doing some really cool stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Half of my addiction to woodworking is just working with tools. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> buying doing, new tools. Doing construction, you know, it's like, sweet. I'm going to build a deck with, you know, I get to use an auger and, yeah. you know, a circular saw. I and, hate augers now and after building a fence. We even Two bought these belt, fr- these belt fed screw guns for putting deck boards on oh yeah so you just that are, pop, 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 they pop, had like pop. a two foot extension so you didn't even have to bend over you just stood straight oh, up dude, senko senko is the brand yeah i remember you telling me about those but in doing some of that stuff we had a customer call that wanted this like six foot wide closet as soon as you walked in their front door mm-hmm. it was just a closet with shelves and it was just packed full mm-hmm. and they wanted that turned into like a quote-unquote mudroom yeah and we took measurements, and we went back to the shop, and we ripped and cut and planed every single board, stained, polyed everything. And that was so fun, especially when it we went there mm-hmm. 
and the only cutting we had to do there, and we didn't even do it there. We did it at the shop, but, you mm-hmm. know, frame up the bench and all that stuff. And that was so cool to have yeah. that come together. And you have all the pieces pre-assembled, and mm-hmm. you're just popping them into place. Like, that was so cool to have that come together. And that gave me a lot of confidence with that. Yeah. That and was a really cool. Was that cedar that you guys did? It or? was actually pine. Oh, pine that you had stained, right? Yeah. Yeah. It looked really nice. Yeah. They they just said pine was fine, and they sent us the color, which was gunstock mm-hmm. by Minwax. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very orange, mm-hmm. but it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, it looks it looks nice. So, you know, in doing some of that stuff, I've applied that to our recent home renovation and making that island top out of that mix of red oak and white oak. And mm-hmm. I'm about to do a live edge bench in our mud room. With um, the slab we just bought it, not just lumber. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, the next journey. You know, I'm working on launching my socials right now um, and trying to establish my own brand. Mm-hmm. Third Stall Projects, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Is what it's going to be called. Be on Instagram. I'm going to be I'm gonna be boosting you. I can't wait. I can't gonna, wait. It's going to be fun. You're going to get like two followers. That's all right. <laughs> just, be, just for me. I'm, you're going to get plenty of followers by yourself, but by me, you're going to get two followers. I'll, I will feel accomplished me. if I get one. <laughs> honestly you know it is so hard to launch a brand it is it's it's a ton of energy and a lot of consistency Mm -hmm. that you have to keep pouring into it Mm -hmm. it's i mean so stay tuned for third stall projects um there's two two reasons i call it third stall projects one is it's based out of the third stall in my garage yeah but the second is a good friend and i play live music together um and we play a lot of like old country and our runner is that nothing matters until the third set. Mm. So I kind of combined those two. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Nothing matters until the third set. Yep. Nothing matters until the third stall of your garage. Yep. <laughs> That's where the magic happens. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. I'm really creative with my name. I just took my last name and put woodcraft behind it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Cause I am crafty with wood. Now, the next challenge, <laughs> you are. You're very crafty. Yeah, I try. I have fun. The next challenge is establishing identity. You know, yeah. I had to go through that with construction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to specialize right off the bat, you know, because you're self-employed. You just left mm-hmm. your stable job. So, yeah, you're replacing two toilets at, you know, somebody's house just to pay bills. But mm-hmm. you're also trying to specialize. And our identity ended up becoming decks and fences. Yeah. Which were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so now it's time to establish a brand within woodworking. Right. Because you're no longer there. You're right. no longer doing that. Right. Contracting stuff. I don't know where I want to go yet. Yeah. You know, I've got a thousand ideas running through my head. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every idea I have running through my head is something that you see on Facebook Reels or Instagram Reels or right. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And I think that all those things are valuable. Mm-hmm. But as much as... I love being part of a group. I also value my individualism. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just going to take some time and thinking, maybe making some projects and flopping. Yeah. Or, you know. Figuring out what you like to build. I think it's great to do some mainstream stuff and putting your own flair on it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a a lot of fun looking at your little display down at the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You know, like. Your coasters with their own little flair on it. You know, you, you've you got your 
your laser etcher like that is so cool you know yeah, so laser engraver is really cool i think i'm a lot of fun with that one right <laughs> have too much fun i have a lot of fun watching you find your I, identity I, I bought it so i could put my logo on things and i started practicing with like faces and then yeah. i just stuck with now i'm making like bottle openers with faces on them but you're finding your identity in the process mm-hmm. exactly so i mean we're at ground zero yeah i've done it before mm-hmm I'll do it again. Yeah. That's because cool. I'm excited. That's, that's the fun of it. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of exhausting though. Cause it I is mean, it's a it's, ton of energy. You got to put so much more energy in the beginning that like a year from now, you're going to have that identity set. Right. Or six months or whatever. And it's going to be less energy on the finding your identity side of things and more energy on actually doing, you know, the building part and the, mm-hmm. the quality customer service part. Like that's right. sort of, I mean, that stuff comes now too, but you're spending less energy on the identity building. Right. Which is really important because I mean, your identity is going to be, I mean, it's going to be your customer service. It's going to be the quality of the work you do. It's, I mean, it's going to be everything that you do. And kind of finding how you want to present yourself, mm-hmm. both in person, but also now since, it, I mean, online, because it's so predominant to be online now. Right. Like if you don't have a website, it's almost hard to call yourself a legitimate business because everybody has a website. Right. I mean, I just built one and it took me four months to build it. So like a lot of energy and a lot of time. And this is stuff I'm doing on my own time. Like I'm not getting paid per hour to do to mm-hmm. build a website mm-hmm. like i'm putting in the time and energy up front now so that it, later i that can pay off right hopefully <laughs> i'm hoping having a website will pay <laughs> off if not you know whatever we'll that's not gonna out. hurt yeah it won't hurt having a website for sure but yeah, where i'm so. at right now is do i ever think i'm gonna be a woodworker full-time pumping out projects out of my third stall more than likely not mm-hmm. you know i would say that needle leans about 90 percent Probably not. Are you thinking part-time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd really like to do that. But, you know, that's where I think I can find some value in, you know, I've already had several inquiries about making island tops for people. Yeah. That's awesome. Or counter, you know, doing custom countertops Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's non-mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. You know, is it, is it as intricate Maybe not, you mm-hmm. know. It's not going to be as intricate as a castle joint table. Yeah. But, you know, you can still put your flair right. on on something pretty cool. I mean, you could always add, if you have an extended top, mm-hmm. you could add the castle joinery. If you need extra support, you build some legs. Right. I mean, yep. there's that too. I mean, I don't foresee myself, you know, sitting there pumping projects out of Purple Heart or... Yeah. Is it Wenge? Wenge, Purple Heart. Or yeah, B- Leopardwood. Babinga. <laughs> um, anyway, we're reaching 120 minutes. Um, so really what you're here tonight is, again, the, the organic conversation. So we're just we're going to talk like real people do as if they're sitting down at a bar getting beer or sitting down at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole kind of purpose behind the whole beer thing is like, let's make this very um, – it's a social event. Social, organic. Yeah. We're learning as humans, not in like a, a totally like formal setting. Like we're just having conversations as people who want to get better. And um, 
really what what that looks like for the next year is like we said we're gonna have 33 episodes half of those episodes are gonna have guests the other half is gonna be me and travis you know having these conversations Mm -hmm. of of what we're learning really our stories of going into the lumber store and finding tools like that sort of stuff and um you know some of our favorite projects maybe of the the month or the week or the year um that sort of thing and so our vision for the next month of episodes so this is our first episode now the next episode is going to be featured on travis where i'm going to basically interview him like we would interview another guest that we bring on and he's going to give you a very in-depth look at what he just briefly told you and then the next episode is going to be him interviewing me and we'll, we'll go from there after that we're going to bring on first guest um, which has not been decided yet and we're doing this and we've done a lot of planning and there's a lot of heart behind this, uh, but we're still growing, um, learning as podcast makers. This is the first podcast I've ever been on. Uh, you too. I mean, yeah. you've, you've done like broadcast stuff for sports though, yep. like live broadcast. So yeah, that's, that's the vision. That's, that's our goals. Travis, do you, what do you have t- to say as a wrap up? You know, this is a re- I wouldn't say recent development, but you know, when you brought this to me like a month ago, I was super excited right away. Mm, I'm so glad. (laughs) And I mentioned it to my wife and, you know, her first response was, is that something you want to do? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, cool, do it. There is a lot of heart. Like Dylan said, there's a ton of passion, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also this innate drive in both of us to constantly get better. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to see what this brings and to see what we can learn and to see how this helps us grow. Yeah, absolutely. And to add, um, the name Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast is is a fun pun, but also it's it comes the the wouldn't it be nice phrases that we ask ourselves like wouldn't it be nice if i made that decision instead of this decision or wouldn't it be nice if i was there instead of here like i feel like we all ask we tell ourselves those statements as as humans um and if you don't i'm jealous because i'm always there like wouldn't it be right. nice if i had uh this many followers instead of this many followers and and we we get into those spaces because i think at the heart of it that phrase comes from a desire to be better like wouldn't it be nice if i was better than i am <laughs> which at some level, you got to step back and, and realize you're not at that place, and that's perfectly okay. Like, the present is the best place to start mm-hmm. and to realize I have things to improve upon, but I also have improved upon many things in the past. So it's it's the reality of this podcast is we want to be better, but we're also realizing where we are right now is the best place to be and the best place to start being better. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. This was a lot of fun to record. Yeah, thanks, Mom. And no other listeners. <laughs> Let's see where this thing goes. Yeah. Our our goal, we are going to pump out episodes whether or not we have listeners. It's going to yeah. happen. So yep, if you're listening and you're, you're questioning if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So hang out and, and buckle up. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Stay safe and good night. Good evening or good morning. Because you may be listening to this at 8 o'clock in the...
The Wouldn't It Be Nice theme song was performed and written by Luke Snyder. 